Good evening, everybody. We are continuing Bezer Hashemis Barach in the ninth Cheshben here in Cheves Avavas Peregimel, and we're having, as we've seen the last few nights, a long discussion analyzing what Tfila is. So we get the Cheves Avavas's perspective on Tfila. What a wonderful thing to be able to really grasp the essence of Tfila given over to us in very clear terms by one of the great and early Rishonim. So we explain what tefillah is. Nehikr is the Kavanah Salev, but we have to say words as well. And we ended this with this idea that the way we transform ourselves through tefillah is by really connecting with the idea of davening to Hashem, giving over everything that we are, that has to happen, any request that we have, giving it over to completely and totally Baruch Hu, and in that way we become different people. It builds up our amuna more, it builds up the understanding that we're really not in control of anything, and thereby it changes us as people. And once we change as people, sort of a side benefit, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could look at us differently because we're not the same person as we were prior to that tefillah. So tefillah, as he put into the category in terms of the three categories of mitzvahs, he says that's the middle one. There's both an avodah with our avorim, with our limbs, because we speak words, and there's an avodah with the lay, with our mind, and the, that is the primary avodah, that's the main thing, the ikr. Says the Chavazavavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazavazav
if he was a person who was able to speak well, so then he would give many different prayers, many different requests. If he was someone who couldn't articulate well, so he would just do it in his minimum way whenever he was able to. And that's after the Rambam already tells us that Zechiyah ben Ater to Davin every day, like it says, The Rambam says, in, in this is an Ilchas Tefillah, Perek Aleph Halacha, starting from Aleph, this Halacha, Gimel, he says, But then he says in Halacha Dalet, but then came along Nebuchadnezzar Arosha, and he exiled us to Bavel, and then we started being interspersed with Paras, the Yavan, people from Persia, people from Greece, Usharumais, other nations of the world. And basically we became such it became such a melting pot. And this Balbalus Fosam, they started having children who were born to them in these foreign countries and they started speaking foreign languages. Like we know it happens today. How many people in are fluent in Lush and Certainly not, because we just speak the language of the of the people and the uh, land that we're in. He says, because of that became a, a confusion of languages. As the Rambam says, mm-hmm. It was basically a concoction of many different languages. And it wasn't one straight language, like the Pasuk in Nehemiah says, And your children, Some spoke Ashdoidis, Others didn't know the the Lashon HaKodesh. So because of that, says the Rambam, because of that phenomenon, so the Anche Knesset HaGadayla, which were basically at the beginning of the Bayasheni, and they, they still had several Nevi'im, the Anche Knesset HaGadayla was a, was a body of Chachamim comprised of 120 Talmudic Chachamim, many of them Nevi'im, and they formulated what we know is now our Brachas, our Tfilas, they made the formulation of that. Because, as the Rambam says it, because it was just, no one was able to speak well and articulate properly in the way you should speak, which is Lashon HaKadosh. So they gave a formulation of how tefillah should be. In a similar vein, but not exactly the same, Chavaz is saying that why did the Chachamim, the Ayat Sheikh why did they formulate tefillah? He says because it was Koshal and Evesh, without having a sitter in front of us, without having words to say in front of us, it's very hard for people, certainly at that time, all the more so nowadays, that they should be able to arrange their thoughts properly to speak to Hashem in that way. Therefore, Sidru Rabbi Seinu Zechorin What brachas did they choose? Which of the 18, what did they choose? The things that most people need. So most people need Parnosa, most people need Refua, right? And we, as we learned in Shar Hatshuva, Chavisavav has told us, and because almost all people sin and have to do tshuva, therefore Slach Lonu was put one of the first. That's just the, the, uh, the fact of the matter. So they put things which pertain to most people. It's interesting that we have almost nine brachas that talk about and ask and beg Hashem for the ghoul to rebuild the base of Middash, to bring back the Sanhedrin, to bring Mashiach, to rebuild Yerushalayim. That, according to what Chavis is saying now, 
He says, because that's something that we all need. That is something that is that we're all desperate to have. So those, they formulated, number one, what most people need. And this is really following what the point he said before. There's the, they formulated things that, number one, are necessary for us, things that we're lacking, and things that we'll be able to connect in a way of totally making ourselves subservient and humble before Hashem. Because ultimately, that's what tefillah is. Tefillah is the recognition that we can't do anything without a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And that is the where the transformation happens in a person. So when the Kachi and put together the tefillah of the 18 brothers of Shemana Ezra, they said, these things people are going to be able to connect with. Because they know they can't do anything. They have a a relative or themselves who are terribly ill, there's nothing they, they could maybe try to hope that someone will have a remedy. Maybe they'll put their hopes in a doctor, but they'll see the only one who could help is the the healer of all, and that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So these things will make a person be machni himself. Or a person realizes, you know, he's tried so many different things, he realizes the Parnassah only comes from, from heaven. So he'll put himself and give himself totally over subservient to Hashem, like he said, Hashloch al Hashem Yehov. Vehem in Yonei Atvila Seder Atikun. This is what we know as as the Seder Atikun, the Seder. That's where the Seder came from. Shetekabel bo Anavish penei Beira that with it will be able to approach Hashkadosh Baruch with that. V'loy Tevish beis Naplo veYirom emeda besad veNatvila believe Akliv Hashviz like him. We also won't be embarrassed. We'll say, Oh Hashem, I didn't have Beira. Maybe I don't want to speak too loud. Maybe I don't want to bang my chest so hard the guy next to me is going to think I didn't have Eira. Don't worry about it. No one shemzich in the mikveh, as we say. Why? Because everybody's the same. So too, don't worry about saying slak lonu. He also claps slak lonu because he's also like that. Now, interesting, just to to digress for a moment, to mention a brilliant idea from Rameir Simcha Ramesha Chochma. A famous Meshachogma in Parashas Vayechi. Even though we're saying here in the Chavos of Abbas that really a person could have davened in his own expression of tefillah, however he wanted to articulate it in Lashon HaKadosh, and that was sufficient, and they did that for almost a thousand years. But when the Anche Knesset saw there was the deficiency, number one, in articulating what we have to say, and understanding the Hebrew tongue, Lashon HaKadosh. And people just couldn't put their thoughts together, so they made it easy for us. But Meshachachma tells us that there's two types of tefillah. He explains it on the passing of Bechar Biyuvakashti, that Yaakov Avinu told his children that I got Shechem, how? Bechar Biyuvakashti, simply a means, Becherev Uvakeshashali, with my sword, with my bow and arrow, I fought a, a war, and we won, we were victorious. But the Targum on that Pasuk says, which basically refers to tefillah, different types of tefillah. So the Meshachachma says so beautifully, what's the difference between a sword and an arrow? He says a sword has a sharpness to it. Its, its power is in its sharpness. However, you have to be up close to the enemy to be able to use it. An arrow, you can stay at a safe distance. You could stay far away from your enemy. You're much safer. However, you must pull back very far in order to get a strong enough shot 
to be able to penetrate him because the arrow itself is not sharp. So it's just the strength of the force of the throw of the arrow, that's what gives it its strength. That's the cherub and that's the keshes. Says Meshachach, but there's two types of tefillahs. There's the one that we put so much into the tefillah, that's like pulling back on the, on the string of the bow and arrow. And if we do a good job and pull back well and aim well, it'll hit its target. So that's the same thing. When we put our whole self, our whole nefesh, the hisbatlus on nefesh, we give up our nefesh, that type of tefillah, that could soar up to the heaven through the strength that we give it. But not always do we have such a great tefillah. He says, but the mere fact that we have words that were formulated by the Anchek and Asagadayla, that we mentioned before, were Kuf, Chav, Zekeinim, Umehem, Kamenavim, like Hazal say, 120 Chachamim, 120 sages and many Nevim. In that tefillah, they put into it, not simply words, but they put in also the potency and the power that when we say those words and concentrate and connect those words, it has the ability like a cherev. It's sharp like a sword. So even though it may not be said with the most fervor, with the most concentration, if at least we're connecting with it, it's like holding a sharp sword in our hand. So we have the ability to do both. We say the words which, even though Chavis and the Rambam are telling us, really it was almost like a, as a... Uh, a backup plan. It was just uh, because of a need, they formulated the words. But from the Meshachachim we see, but now that we have that, because of our deficiency, now that we have these words, these words contain in it tremendous power. The Pcham writes that they put into the tefillah and the words of the tefillah that every single tefillah that will be davin by every single yid from the time that they wrote it until the times of Mashiach is always different. Every single tefillah is different because they, it's, it's, it's hard to, 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 to calculate such an algorithm of how many different tefillahs they needed from the time they wrote it till the end of days and every single Jew davening in the interim. You're talking about millions and millions and millions of tefillahs. But Reb Chaim Velozhin writes, every single tefillah, they sort of programmed it. They programmed it in a Ruchniya sense that every single tefillah will be connected to a little bit differently when one davens. So here we have the the formulation of tefillah by Ajik Nesakadayla, and we could tap into it both using like the cherev, the sharpness of them, the innate strength that, strength that it has, and number two, the amount we pull back and get ourselves into tefillah. When we use both, the tremendous power of our tefillah is something that is really magnificent. We should be zeichet to that with our tefillah. Agutenacht.